Good morning, everyone. Welcome to worship this morning. It is great to be with you all here on a Sunday morning, the Lord's Day, uh, to worship Him, to receive His gifts today that He has so preciously and graciously planned for us of His Word and of His sacrament today. Please stand and greet each other this morning in the name of the Lord. And members, as always, if you see people that you don't recognize or haven't seen for a while, please go say hi and welcome to today and share the Lord's peace. Good morning. <clears throat> Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Carol Kleibaker, your announcer for the sixth Sunday after the Epiphany. The Reverend Jake Slatton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the lay minister Bruce Slatton, the organist Mrs. Susan Sinegar, and the acolytes are Danica Yelenek and Riley Ray. Today's order of the service is also on the podcast at www.trinity1874.com. The radio broadcast for today is sponsored in honor of Ruth of Ralph Schauer's birthday, given by Cindy, John, Catherine, Todd, Tracy, Mason, and Lauren, and dedicated to the glory of God. May God bless us as we worship together. Heavenly Father, how good it is, Lord, to be here today. To be called here, again, not by accident, not by chance, not by some mistake or anything else, Lord, but because it is your will that we should be here. We thank you, Lord, that you have designed Sundays, Lord's Days, for which we can come and we can hear and sing and taste and smell and see and touch the gospel, the good news about Jesus Christ. And for that, Lord, we thank you. And now, We ask that as we worship you here, that you would give us a zeal in our hearts, minds, and souls for your house of worship. And truly, Lord, better is one day in your courts than a thousand anywhere else. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Please stand. And so we begin this morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess the 
Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our first hymn today is Built on the Rock, found in the Lutheran Service Book, page number 645, stanzas 1 through 3. Again, Built on the Rock, page 645. Lord has made known his salvation. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the hills sing for joy together before the Lord. He would judge the world with righteousness. Glory be to the Father. The Lord has made known his salvation.
Lord be with you. Let us pray. O Lord, graciously hear the prayers of your people, that we who justly suffer the consequences of our sins may be mercifully delivered by your goodness to the glory of your name. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. The Old Testament lesson for this morning comes from Deuteronomy chapter 30. See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I command you today, by loving the Lord your God, by walking in his ways, and by keeping his commandments and his statutes and his rules, then you shall live and multiply. The Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to take possession of it. But if your heart turns away, and you will not hear, but are drawn away to worship other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall surely perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are going over the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life, that you and your offspring may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice and holding fast to him. For he is your life and length of days, that you may dwell in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. This is the word of the Lord. Praise the Lord, all nations. For great is his steadfast love toward us. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. The Trinity Adult Choir will now have today's anthem.
turn around and face me, please. And actually, what I want to do first is see, yeah, turn around, and on the stained glass window, what is the big yellow thing that you see there? What do you see? A cross, right? And what happened on the cross? Jesus died. And why did Jesus die? Cohen? To wash away our sins, right? I'm going to give you guys this morning sort of a crash course in something that we call law and gospel, okay? On the cross was the law, right? Now, what is the law? Do you guys have any guesses what the law is? What is it, do you think? It starts with the ten. Ends with amendments. The Ten Commandments. Good, Bradley. Okay. The law is the Ten Commandments, right? The law is all of those things that God has said for us. This is what you need to do. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. One through three. Commandments one through three have to do with our relationship with God. Commandments four through ten have to do with our relationship and what we do and how we interact with our neighbor. Now, here's another question. How many of you have ever in your whole life kept the Ten Commandments perfectly? That's a no, that's a no, that's a no, that's a no. Watch it. Right, okay, so none of us have been able to keep the Ten Commandments perfectly. It's impossible for us to do because we have something that we call sin, okay? And sin, as I said, is what keeps us from following God's law. The law has one job. The Ten Commandments have one job. And that is to put us to death. And the reason why it does that is because, as Paul says in his letters, the wages of sin is death. Okay? And because the wages of sin is death, on the cross, Jesus had to die. Now, Because Jesus had to die on the cross, do any of us have to die on the cross? No! Perfect, right? So Jesus dies on the cross, thus putting all of the times in which we have failed to follow God's law. Commandments 1 through 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Okay? All of the times that we have failed to do that, Jesus puts that on himself. Because the wages of sin is death. What happens because of sin is death. And so Jesus dies. And with it, our, our death also, which would have been a result. Now, the gospel part. What's this? What is this, Jackson? Starts with an F. The fountain, the fount, right, the baptismal font. Okay, what happens here? Cohen? Babies get baptized. Adults might get baptized. Kids of a, of, a, uh, of a middle age might get baptized too. What happens when somebody gets baptized? What happens? Cohen? You forgot? Okay, that, that's all right. What happens when somebody gets baptized, MJ? They become a child of God. Right, okay. And how does that happen? Well, I... 
come over here. The, the, uh, the person getting baptized comes here. I pour water on their head three times. And I say, I baptize you, right? In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that to be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is to be baptized by God himself. That's pretty cool. It's to be baptized by God himself. So it's not really me who is doing the baptizing, even though I'm, I'm here sort of doing it. But it's not in my name that the people are getting baptized, right? It's in God's name. And because it is in God's name, what happened on the cross happens here. Did you know that when somebody gets baptized, did you all know that when somebody gets baptized, we die? We die to our sin. And as Paul writes, those who have been baptized into Christ Jesus, which we have, have been baptized into his death, and most importantly, into his, here's the gospel, into his resurrection. Do you guys know why we have church on Sundays? Why do you think? I just said it. Why do you think we have church on Sundays? Yes. To learn? Yes, that's true. Why do you think we have church on Sundays? Why do you think we have church on Sundays? Anybody? 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 Huh? Resurrection. Right. Because it was on the third day that Jesus rose from the dead. So again, as Paul says, those who have been baptized, have been baptized into Christ Jesus, have been baptized into his death, and then have been baptized into his resurrection. So what is literally taking place here is a death and then a rebirth. A brand new life in Christ where the wages of sin is no longer death. But instead, all we get is the gift of God, which is eternal life. And we're going to talk about that in the sermon in just a little bit. Will you all pray with me, please? Dear Jesus, thank you for dying for me and rising for me so that I would have new life in you each day. We love you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for coming up. You guys can go back and sit with your folks. The epistle reading comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 3. But I, brothers, could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, but not solid food, for you were not ready for it. And even now you are not ready, for you are still of the flesh. For while there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way? For when one says, I follow Paul, or another, I follow Apollos, are you not being merely human? What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants, through whom you believed, as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he who puts nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. He who plants and he who waters are one. And each will receive his wages according to his labor. 
For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. Jesus said, You have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council, and whoever says, You fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. So if you are offering your gift at the altar, And there remember that your brother has something against you. Leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are going with him to court, lest your accuser hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard and you'll be put in prison. Truly, I say to you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body go into hell. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him, give her a certi- let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except on the ground of sexual immorality, makes her commit adultery. Whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. But I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God or by earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not take an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. This is the gospel of our Lord. The hymn of the day is, Oh, That the Lord Would Guide My Ways, found in the Lutheran Service Book on page 707. Again, Oh, That the Lord Would Guide My Ways, page number 707 of the Lutheran Service Book.
all pray with me, please. Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's meditation is the Old Testament lesson that was just read from Deuteronomy chapter 30. Please have that in front of you in your bulletins. I would also encourage you to uh, have either the either a pew Bible in front of you, or if you want to open up your Bible app on, on, on your phone, you may do that as well, because we will be sort of jumping around here a little bit this morning. The entire purpose for why we are here is singular. The entire purpose for why this book, the Bible, is written is singular. The entire purpose for why we baptize people is singular. The entire purpose for why we commune people is singular. It's to point them to one person. It's to point everybody, you and I and those listening, visitors that we might have, it is to point everybody who comes inside of these walls, and hopefully outside of these walls, to Jesus. God is very clear in Scripture that this fact is true, that everything, every word, every letter, every punctuation mark, everything in Scripture points to the Savior points to Jesus. And even though it might not seem like it at first reading, this text from Deuteronomy chapter 30 does just that. It does, in fact, point us to Jesus, the Savior. I want to read it again, just so that we have good memory of it. And I want to actually begin in the previous verse that isn't listed in your bulletin. It's Deuteronomy 30, verse 14, is where I want to start. But the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart so that you can do it. See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I command you today, by loving the Lord your God, by walking in his ways, and by keeping his commandments and his statutes and his rules, then you shall live and multiply And the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to take possession of it. But if your heart turns away, and you will not hear, but are drawn away to worship other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall surely perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are going over, that you are going over the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice, and holding fast to him, for he is your life and length of days that you may dwell in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I want to throw some context on this first. This text can be hard to read as Lutherans, kind of like we mentioned last week. We know that there is no choosing on our part. That the only choice that had to be made, Christ made it for us. 
So why does it say in verse 19, Therefore choose life that you and your offspring may live? Again, the original language is helpful. In the English, it will come across as, yes, you must either choose life or you must either choose death. Choose to do good or choose to do evil. And if you choose to do bad, this is what happens. If you choose to do good, this is what happens. That it's on you. But in the original language, in the Hebrew, this verb means forsake. So what it should read is, therefore, do not forsake the life that I, the Lord your God, have given you. That's going to be important as as we go along here this morning. This text reminds me of another text from Matthew chapter 19, verses 16 through 22. Matthew 19, 16 through 22. So turn there. Remember that in the Deuteronomy text that God says, I have set before you life and death. Do this and you will live, do this and you die. And now John chapter 19, it's the story of the rich young man, and this is one of my favorite stories in all of Scripture because of the, if I can use this term, the Jedi mind trick that Jesus plays on, on this guy, okay? Verse 16, and behold, a man came up to him saying, teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And he said to him, why do you ask about me what is good? There is only one who is good. If you would enter life, keep the commandments. Do this, as in keep the commandments, and you live. Just like what God said in Deuteronomy chapter 30. Okay? He said to him, which ones? And Jesus said, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And the young man said to him, all these I have kept. Oh, aren't you lucky? You must be really good. All these I have kept. What do I still lack? And Jesus says to him, if you would be perfect, what's that other Star Wars line? It's a trap. (laughs) Jesus said to him, if you would be perfect... Go sell what you possess and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. And the young man hears this, he goes away sorrowful, for he has great possessions. Again, the law says, do this, and you will live. The rich man came to Jesus and wanted to know, how do I live? How do I, how do I gain eternal life? And Jesus says, okay, do this, 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 and this. I'm going to take you back to your confirmation days and remind you of the three uses of God's law. The law has three uses. The Ten Commandments, one through ten, has three uses. The first use is to curb. It's kind of simple to understand. The reason why roads have curbs, at least most of them, have curbs so that your car, if you start to wander over, you hit something, and then it starts to hopefully bring you back. And if it's not a, um, a, a curb, it's those grooves in the, in, the, in the road that get really loud. I hate those things. I just assume hit a curb. But those grooves that get really, really loud, and what do you do? Oh, okay, I got to get back. That's one use. The second use is that it guides 
right? It guides us. It tells us how we are to live. If you think of it sort of like if you were ever to go on a tour and a tour guide, right? The tour guide tells you what to look for, what to do, how to get there. That's the second use. So curb, guide, and the last use is the most important use. The last use of a law is that of a mirror. And when you look in the mirror, what do you see? Well, of course, we all know the answer to that question. We see our reflection. The law used as a mirror reflects that we are not good enough, that we are not perfect enough, that we have failed miserably short of coming up to the standard that God demands, the standard that cost Christ his life. And it reflects our need for a Savior, because we can't do it. Jesus was very true. Now flip to John chapter 15, verses 4 through 5. Jesus was exactly right when he said this. John chapter 15, verses 4 through 5. Abide in me and I in you, Jesus says. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, Jesus says, and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. As in, you can't keep the commandments. You can't love your neighbor as yourself perfectly all the time. You can't not look at another person, not your spouse, in a lustful way, at least not perfectly, all the time. You cannot harbor, you cannot free yourself of anger or hate in your, in your heart, at least not all the time. You cannot keep the commandments. And yet Jesus says to the rich man in the story that we just read, go be perfect. And what does, and again, what did Jesus just say? Apart from me, you can do nothing. As in, you cannot be perfect enough to receive the promises of God. Because remember what the promises of God are. Go back to Deuteronomy 30. The promises of God are, if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I command you today, by loving the Lord your God, by walking in His ways, and by keeping His commandments and His statutes, then you shall live and multiply. And the Lord your God will bless you. But if your heart turns away, and you are drawn away to worship other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall surely perish. As I mentioned to the children just a moment ago, the law has one use. I'm sorry. <laughs> the law, through its three uses, does one thing. It kills you. Because you can't do it. Because you and I cannot perfectly keep the Ten Commandments. And as Paul says in his letter to the Romans, the wages of sin, not being able to keep the commandments, is one thing. It is death. Is this making sense? 
The wages of sin is death. The law says do this and this and this and this and this. The law says do all of these things and it is never done. At least not by us. The gospel says believe this. And everything is already done. I'm going to say that one more time. The law says do this, and it is never done. But the gospel says believe this, and everything is already done. Let's pick the story of of the rich man back up, and we're going to see the payoff, the rest of the Jedi mind trick. Again, Matthew chapter 19 Jesus says in verse 21, if you would be perfect, go and sell what you possess, go and sell what you possess and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sorrowful. Verse 23, and Jesus says to his disciples, truly I say to you, only with difficulty will a rich person enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle, which is the Jesus way of saying it's impossible than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished, saying, who then can be saved, Jesus? If this is impossible, who then can be saved? Verse 26, but Jesus looked at them and said, with man this is impossible. And if you are looking at it with me, read the the last part with me. But with God, all things are possible. Did you see what he did? He set him up, right? And then he brings him home. You're right. Go do this, 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 and this, and you can be perfect, and you will get all of the blessings of the kingdom of God. All of the promises of God will be yours. And Jesus says you are as likely to do that as a camel is to go through the eye of a needle, which is impossible. Because with man, because with you and I, it is impossible. But with God and his son Jesus, everything is possible. Specifically what? Specifically receiving the promises of God. So now suddenly, if we go back to Deuteronomy chapter 30, and we read that through the lens of the fact that Jesus has kept the law for us and given us his perfect righteousness, suddenly the blessings and the promises of Deuteronomy 30, they become ours. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I command you today, by loving the Lord your God, by walking in his ways, by keeping his commandments and his statutes, then you shall live. Loving the Lord your God, verse 20, obeying his voice and holding fast for him, for he is your life. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And length of days that you may dwell in the land of the Lord, swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, and to give them. That you may dwell in the land that God has made for you, which of course is heaven. Now, one last verse. Go to Romans chapter 10. And you will see one thing that we actually can do, which is still not really done by us because it's done in in faith. Romans 10, starting at verse 8. Notice the similarities. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That was Deuteronomy 30, 14. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, 
and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you too will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone, everyone, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. The one thing that we actually do, do. And what is that one thing? In faith, through the Holy Spirit, we believe. That's the only, that's the only thing, if there is anything that, that we do, that's it. Is simply believe. And as we've talked about before, sometimes our faith, the, our amount of belief, we sound like the man whose son was dying. Lord, I do believe. Help my unbelief. And then suddenly, the Spirit, who was called the great comforter, who was called the great helper, comes and he helps. And he increases your faith. And he strengthens your faith. And in the ways that we have done that here, of course, we will do it through his sacrament. We do it through the reading of his word, where we learn, as we have today, that the blessings of the kingdom of, of God, his promises are ours because of Christ, because he has kept the law perfectly. And this is why I have been stressing so much lately the importance of our community getting into daily devotion. Because here is where you find it. Here is where you find the promises of God. Here is where you learn that even though you can't do it, that Jesus has. Again, the law says do this and it's never done. The gospel says believe this and everything in Christ has already been done. And so if we bring it all back around, going back to Deuteronomy 30, that verse that I pointed out, verse 19, therefore choose life that you and your offspring may live, that choosing was already done for you. Because Christ for you chose life. Christ for you is how you and I receive the blessings of the kingdom of God. Christ for you is how we enter into eternal life. And as I started out the sermon, I will end it in the same way. Everything that we do as a church, in worship, in the sacrament, in devotion, in Sunday school, in Bible class, in visiting the sick, everything that our church does is for a singular purpose. To point you and I to the one who fulfilled the law perfectly and to the one who by the gospel, by his gospel, has given us the blessings, the promises of God's kingdom. Only one. Only one. And that is the person of Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Please stand. We now confess together the words of our Christian faith, and we do so using the Apostles' Creed. It is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God. we will gather our tithes and offerings, and then the pew that you are in is a red sign-in book. That is for both members and guests to fill out so we know that you are here to worship with us. If you are a guest, if you would be so kind as to leave us a way that we might get into contact with you uh, to thank you for coming to worship today, we would be most appreciative of that. We collect our tithes and offerings. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. The radio broadcast is made possible by donations to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office for how you can help. Their number is 417 235 73 Zero, zero. There will be an annual chili supper at St. John's Lutheran Church in Stones Prairie Parish on Saturday, February the 22nd at 6 p.m. Anyone wishing to purchase lilies for the church altar during the Easter season needs to get your order in by March 20th. The cost is $10 each and order forms can be found in the narthex of the church. Please call or give your order to either Gloria Krieger or the church office. The Singing Saints will be at Trinity on March 7th at 7 p.m. Please come and hear this choir. Invite your friends and neighbors. There are several ladies' Bible studies that meet during the week in the surrounding areas. For more information, call the church office at 417-235-7300. The Lutheran Hour today is our church's witness to the public marketplace. Today's message is entitled, Happy Families Are All Alike. And the guest speaker is Dr. Neen Natasee. God is at work to bring about his good purpose, even in unhappy families. Read Genesis chapter 50, verses 15 to 26. And now we return to our church for prayers and communion.
Christ Jesus, and for all people according to their needs. Father, we give you thanks for this day in leading us here so we can worship you. As the sunrise this morning signals a new day in our lives, your refreshing word gives us the strength to live a life filled with joy and hope. Remind us this week that your word, your commandments, your statutes are not a burden, but rather a blessing, all used to point us to Jesus. Keep us focused on this truth. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for the sick, those who struggle with emotional or spiritual issues, those who are hospitalized, those who will be undergoing surgery, those on the road to recovery. We lift up all of those on our health list, Melba, Landreth, Janice, Carol, Ethel, Joan, Addison, Steve, Becky, Bob Curtit, Bob Dodson, Bob Yelenek, Gary Degan, Gary Magruder, Emma Conklin, Brenda, Wayne Towers, Rose Marie, John Alexander, John Eden, Debbie, Mary, Lisa, Catherine, Joe, Phil, Judy, Louise, Ruth, Dana, Nellie, Dennis Nost, Tom Fielding, Little Sutton Grace, Margaret Holly, Norma Kaiser, Roy Oberman. All of these, Lord, we lift up to you, as well as those we now name in our hearts. Heavenly Father, you are the great healer and sustainer of life. Be with those who are currently dealing with these conditions or issues, and if it be your will, heal them completely. Use the trials and challenges they face to grow closer to you. Give them a sense of your presence during these difficult times as they reach out to you for comfort. Lord, in your mercy, we pray for our leaders who hold positions of service nationally, in our state and in our local communities. Father, these people have accepted the responsibility of leadership as part of their commitment to serve. Send your Holy Spirit to give them true wisdom, to govern in a way that glorifies your name. Keep them mindful of those who cannot speak for themselves, especially the unborn. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all the brave men and women who serve in the military, especially those who serve in the most dangerous places. We think of all first responders, police, fire, and emergency personnel. Father, we pray that you will send your angels to watch over them, to protect them against all harm, strengthen and encourage them so they can remain strong and courageous. Lord, in your mercy, a prayer for our school. Jesus, you are the good shepherd. You have directed us to feed and tend your lambs and sheep. We pray that you continue to bless our school, strengthen, equip, and encourage our teachers and all our students so that your name is praised and honored as knowledge, skills, and attitudes are acquired and grow. Give patience and discernment to our teachers. Give them the insight to apply rightly both law and gospel, equipping our children to share the good news of the gospel and how to apply this in their lives. Preserve our school as a blessing to our students and families, to our congregation, and to all you have given us the opportunity to serve. Lord, in your mercy. And finally, Lord, I offer up a special prayer for this congregation of yours. As you continue to bless us, keep us focused on what's most important in our lives. Help each of us find the time 
to be in your word, spend time in daily prayer, strengthen our hearts for mission, and finally, nurture the love we have for you and one another. Lord, in your mercy, into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who, out of love for his fallen creation, humbled himself by taking on the form of a servant, becoming obedient unto death, even death upon a cross. Risen from the dead, he has freed us from eternal death and given us life everlasting. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each, with, with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am sinner. I Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. 
In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. First communion hymn today will be O Lord We Praise Thee, found in the Lutheran Service Book on page number 617. Again, O Lord We Praise Thee on page 617 of the Lutheran Service Book.
us, O living bread from heaven, found on page number 642 of the Lutheran Service Book. Again, O living bread from heaven, page number 642.
next hymn is Onward Christian Soldiers. Excuse me. Onward Christian Soldiers, found on page number 662. Again, Onward Christian Soldiers, page number 662.
next hymn is I Walk in Danger All the Way, found on page number 716 of the Lutheran Service Book. Again, I Walk in Danger All the Way, page 716. Please stand.
And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. Give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us in this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us to the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. Bless we the Lord. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. closing hymn is verses 4 and 5 of Built on the Rock, found on page number 645 of the Lutheran Service Book. Again, verses 4 and 5, Built on the Rock, page number 645.
Just a few announcements before we close with worship today. The first is that the annual Chili Supper at St. John's Lutheran Church at Stones Prairie is on Saturday, February the 22nd at 6 p.m. Next, anyone wishing to purchase lilies for the church altar during the Easter season needs to get your order in by March 20th. The cost is $10 each, and order forms can be found in the narthex. Please call or give your order to either Gloria Kruger. Where's Gloria? I saw her. Raise your hand, Gloria. 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 Paging Gloria. Oh, there you are. Back there. Okay. Uh, She's back there. Uh, So please either give your order to her or the church office. Uh, And the Singing Saints will be at Trinity on March the 5th at 7 p.m. for their concert. Please come and hear this choir. Invite your friends and neighbors. And then lastly, I hope that uh, many of you have been able to take advantage of the daily prayer podcast that has been started within these last couple of weeks. I received a question this morning from somebody who couldn't quite uh, find it, and it was a good question. Make sure that when you search for the podcast that you search for Freistat Radio, uh, and then the one that comes up should be the icon, and on that icon are the words Trinity Lutheran Church. There is another one that does not say Trinity Lutheran Church. Don't click that one. Click the one that says Trinity Lutheran Church. Uh, If you have any questions about that, please see me, uh, and I would be happy to answer those questions. And I believe that's all that we have. I pray that you all have a very, very blessed week. Oh, one last thing. Uh, Because it is President's Day tomorrow, the church office will not be open. Uh, But we will then reopen on Tuesday. I pray that you all have a very, very blessed week. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast at www.freistatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Have a blessed week. Your announcer has been Carol Flybaker.